Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Now this coming Friday, an open public meeting by Alcoholics Anonymous will be held in the Munster Arms Hotel in Bandon at 8.30. And it's open to anyone who feels they have a problem with alcohol or maybe they live with the effects of somebody else's struggles with alcohol. To outline how Alcoholics Anonymous can help, I'm joined by Dave, who joins me this morning to share his story. Good morning to you, Dave. Hi, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. And I want to say, firstly, thank you for this, as as the hope is by you sharing your story. It just might prompt somebody to reach out for help. So I suppose I need to take you back. When did you take your first drink? I suppose, um, Patricia, I took my first drink at 11 years of age. And uh, the reason I drank was to fit in with other people, really, to be honest with you, you know, Um and the minute I picked up drink, it was like I arrived, you know. Um, it just gave me that feeling of able to fit in with people, able to talk to people, um, gave me false confidence, you know. And that, that's how I started drinking. And um, so, were, so, were, so were you a very shy child? 
I wouldn't say I was shy, but I was definitely different, you know. I just felt completely different to anyone else, you know. And um, when, I, when I found drink, I suppose it just gave me a new dimension, really, of able to fit in with people. And um, it just, what I, what I was missing in my childhood, it just gave me straight away, you know. 11, though, seems, it will shock, I think, a number of people. That seems a very young age to start drinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really young, yeah, really, to be honest with you, you know. And um, I suppose all, all my so-called people I was hanging around with were drinking, you know, and um, I just done it to fit in, starting off, really, Patricia, you know. Yeah, which is, what, which is how a lot of us started drinking. It's, 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 it's peer pressure. It's to be, it's to be one of It was the cool the thing to do, yeah. yeah it was yeah. the cool thing to do when I was growing up as a young fella, you know. But how quickly did alcohol then become a problem for you? By 14 years of age, I was a full-blown alcoholic, Patricia, you know. Um, my family would have been anti me about my drinking and I was sort of feeding my habit, you know. I would have started off weekend drinking, you know, but I went into during the week drinking and um, I started robbing for my family at home and I suppose I, I guard started to come into my life and school teachers were me about my drinking and I used to be brilliant at sports growing up and um, I was slowly slipping out of my life at the age of 14. I was a full-blown alcoholic and... Um, I would have went to my first treatment centre at the age of 14, um, up in Kilkenny. Um, and I suppose, you know, I would have went up there for a day. And I suppose people thought it, my parents probably thought it would scare me, you know, and, and I'd see since. And um, I lasted a day out there. And I, I swore, Patricia, that day that I'd never again drink when I left that treatment centre, you know. But I might have went to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous and I probably went in there and I thought, load of older people, this isn't for me. And I might have got two or three months off drink, but I went back drinking and my life just completely spiraled out of control from there, really. And what was your drink of choice? Um, I would have drank anything, Patricia. would have been starting off in Dutch Gold and Tuberg and Fat Frogs and I would have ended up with vodka, really. And large amounts you needed every day. Yeah, I like any time I went drinking, I, I drank to get I drank to get drunk. You know, um, every every time I drank, really, I got drunk. And um, when I had one drink, I had no control over it. You know, I, I I was different from a young age, really. Like you know, at fourteen years of age, if you were going out to the boiler room in Clannacilty, it was a teenage disco. You know, I'd be the first fellow drinking, and I never wanted to go home. And I was drinking, Patricia. You know, I never wanted to go home. I just wanted to drink and drink and escape reality really and how I was really feeling you know and did you have blackouts and would wake up and didn't know oh, where you were constantly blackouts yeah 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 like hospitalizations would have come into it after my junior cert I would have um I would have drank two flagons and six cans and I ended up in hospital for alcohol poisoning you know I was found unconscious and in in, in, a, in the street in Bandon and um that would have been my first hospitalization you know so um Everybody was on to me about my drinking, Patricia, but I could never see that I had a problem with drink, you know. If I'm being completely honest with you, I thought I had a psychiatric illness. I said if a doctor gave me a tablet to make me happy, you know, I would have took it like, you know. But I, I, I really believed there was something wrong with me, you know. But what was wrong with me was a drink problem. Like. And that, that time that you ended up in, in hospital for alcohol poisoning, when, when you came out of hospital, I mean, what, what, how did you feel? I suppose I felt ashamed, really, like, you know, of just the way I was ending up, like, and I suppose I brought an awful lot of shame to my family and stuff, you know, but I, I suppose, you know, I, I like, I, I swore that I, I wouldn't have drank again, Patricia, like, you know, and I, like, I felt awful, really, like, you know, but, like, I had no defence against drink, like, you know, when the calling for drink come, I had to go to have it, you know, um, and that's the way it was, really, for a long time. Did you lose friends because of it? Um, yeah, I, I would have grown up with a good circle um, and they all had to leave me because they used to say, Adrian, after one drink, your personality changes into a Jacqueline Hyde, like, you know, 
Um, I could be going to, I could be your best friend one minute, I could be going to hit you the next minute, you know. Um, and it was just an awful existence, really. And as you say, your your family did everything that they could. Absolutely, everything help. in their power. Like, to be honest with you, Patricia, like, without my family, I don't think I, I'd be sober today, you know, they... They paid for treatment centres for me, counselling growing up, you know, um, they, were, they were a great support to me, really, like, you know, and um, I made their lives hell. Um, I made their lives hell as I was very violent coming down off drink or after drink, you know. Um, my mother definitely had sleepless nights wondering, was I going to come home or where I was, you know, I wouldn't answer the phone to her, you know, like, when I picked up a drink, I could end it up anywhere, you know. And they, she, she lived with that every night, wondering where you were and were you going yeah, to come yeah. home, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, how how low did, how low did you go? How low did you actually go? Um, I ended up I, I ended up in the streets of Cork for a while, Patricia. Um, I ended up homeless. My parents couldn't do anything for me; they had to get a bearing order against me. You know, and family law courts were coming into it. And like looking back, and it's what they had to do. They had to mind themselves, you know. And I would end up in the streets of Cork with that boy in the College of Con, um, over in the bridge there with a bottle of vodka. And, doing other things and um, I see no way out really if I'm being completely honest with you, you know, and well, like I, I, I lived in health board houses growing up and in no the foster care and stuff like that and um, I could I, I could never see that it was drink was a problem. I blamed my mother and father, I blamed the tongue, I blamed the people I was hanging around with but the common denominator problem was that it was me, you know. Um, it was alcohol. You, you, were, yeah. you were addicted to alcohol. So when alcohol. when did your road to recovery then finally begin? Um, I suppose I was 21 and um, if the last two years of my drinking were horrific and um, I couldn't wash myself, Patricia. I was riddled with paranoia. I was riddled with fear. I'd look myself in the mirror and I was hated what I became. Like, you know, I absolutely despised what I became. Um, I couldn't walk up the main street. I was paranoid. I, like, the drinking had stopped working at this stage and all I wanted to do, Patricia, was die, you know, and I would suicide attempts when it came into it. And um, I would have went drinking this one weekend in, 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 in my hometown and um, I ended up with people that I thought I'd never end up with if I'm completely honest in the early morning house in my town. And um, I drank that through that day and I went to a house party. And for the first time ever in my life, Patricia, I could not finish the drink. I knew the drinking was over. I couldn't finish the drink. I was sitting in the corner of a house party where normally I used to be life from the soul, but it was after wiping the life from the soul out of me. And uh, I walked out of that house and I went into my flat in Bandon and um, I rang my mother, who always had a soft spot for me, and I said, this is it, man. I, I, I can't do it no more, you know. And I spent two or three days in bed and they speak about the DTs and the rats and um, the walls were talking to me. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. Um and I just wanted to die, and I tried killing myself. And um, I woke up out of a coma and said, C-O-H, and what they say in Alcoholics Anonymous, every alcoholic gets a spiritual awakening, you know. And, and my spiritual awakening that night was knowing that I had to stop drinking. And um, I came out of that hospital, and I went back to my local meeting in Bandon, and I said to a member that would have been very good to me, you know, that basically that I wanted to stop drinking. And the difference was, Patricia, I was willing to go to any lens to get off drink, you know. I was willing to go to any lengths to get sober. And I went into my seven treatment centre um, in Tabor Lodge and I'd done my 28 days there. That was fine. But the real work started when I came back into Alcoholics Anonymous. I was 21 years of age. I thought my life was over, but little did I know it was only beginning, you know. And um, people in the abandoned group really brought me back to life, Patricia, really, you know. And I couldn't say half enough about every member up there. They saved my life, like... Um, 
and I thought my life was over sitting at home on a Friday night watching the late late after coming out of an AM meeting um, with my parents and I said is this what life's about you know but I've um, since I came into A I suppose you know I've achieved so much and putting down the drink I found very difficult and changing my friends but I was left with hardly anyone friends not, not able to go out and do the normal things as a 21 year old boy go to the nightclubs and have the bit of crack with the lads I couldn't do that anymore Patricia to concentrate my sobriety and I couldn't hold the job down when I was drinking and for the first two years in A all I could do was concentrate and going to meetings of A like you know um, and uh, just staying away from a drink for one day really like you know one um, day at a uh, time one, one, yeah, day, one, one day, day at a time. time. And what what is it about AA, Dave, that worked for you and works for so many others? Well, really, what what I could say really is it, it works if you want if you want it, Patricia. If you want to stop drinking, Alcoholics Anonymous can teach you how to live without a drink for one day. You know, um, it's given me so much, and it's given my family so much, and it's given thousands of others. Like you know. I could tell you how much it's after growing in Bandon alone, you know. It's 50, 54 years going in Bandon, right? And there were six people at the first meeting and we could have 25 to 30 people at a meeting now, you know. It's worked for me and it's worked for thousands of others. Like, w- Would you be very unusual in that you were so, so young? Like 21 seems very young to be. Oh, when I when I first came into AI, I was the youngest boy there and I suppose that the older men in the room looked after me and brought me into their house and loved me back to life Patricia you know but nowadays it's a lot younger than 21 coming in you know it's a huge problem really yeah yeah it just yeah it just shows you how how bad and once alcohol gets a grip Um, and and okay outline to me what happens at a typical open meeting like the one that's going to happen in in Bandon on Friday on Friday night yeah Yeah. Um, basically Patricia um, we're hoping for a massive crowd so um, we're hoping that anyone is welcome as you said yourself you know we're uh, at an open public meeting what happens um, we have two members of A speaking we'll have one member of Anlon and we have Dr Joanne Gaynor in Bandon as well speaking Um, she's going to give a brief history um basically about how she sees the effects of drinking and stuff like that, you know. But people will basically tell their stories and how Alcoholics Anonymous saved their lives, basically, and how they stayed away from the drink for one day. And we'll have a member of Anlan telling how their life was affected by the alcoholic. Yeah, and Al-Anon is, is for family members who, who live with That's somebody, it, yeah. our friends. Have, have. Yeah. And, and, and it's an open public meeting, so anyone who's been affected in any way by alcohol, plus professionals, obviously, uh, very welcome. We're hoping to have a big crowd of professionals to, there, yeah. to come along half eight and you simply turn up uh, to the Munster Arms Hotel. And, and Dave, what is life like for you today? I have a fantastic life, Patricia. Um, you know, I, I'm working in a full-time job. Um, I have a beautiful partner in my life. Um, I have a child that I'm able to be a father to that she's never seen me drinking. I'm able to be a son to my mother and father. Um, you know, it, life is fantastic, really, you know. Um, and it's all from going to meetings of Alcoholics and Amnesty Abandoned Group saved my life, really, to be honest with you, you know. And I'd like to say one thing, Patricia, if there's anyone listening, you know, there is always hope when even you're at your lowest point of your life, you know, reach out, there's help there, you know, there really is. And, and it's possible to stay away from drink, you know, by going to meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. Uh, you, you have a powerful story uh, to tell, uh, Dave. Have you ever considered writing a book? 
That's a great, <laughs> I could write six of them. Yeah, there's a great story. <laughs> one on recovery and, and one on my drinking story. Yeah, I could there's, write six of them. There's a great story. And and I'm thinking of your parents and, and your mum in particular. Just so yeah. happy to have you back, to have the Dave back. Yeah, yeah. It was, you yeah. know, the little boy. Reborn. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The little baby they brought home. Nobody wants a life like that for their child, uh, for sure. Yeah. Listen, you're, you're a credit... You're a credit to yourself because, I, and I know you're, you're pointing the finger very much to the members of, of Alcoholics Anonymous and Bandon who are a terrific uh, group. Unbelievable. But yeah, you had to, like do, you, you had to do the work yourself as well, Dave. So You so, do, you do, you do. So you're a credit what, to what yourself. You, what you put into your recovery, you get out of it. Okay. Listen, continue yeah. good luck on, on that journey of recovery. And thanks for having me on, Patricia. We well, appreciate well, it. Thank it you. was my pleasure. Thank you for that. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Cheers. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. That is Dave sharing his story of recovery. If you've been affected in any way and you're in the Bandon area and would like to go along to that open public meeting, please pop along next uh, Friday at uh, half past eight in the Munster Arms Hotel. And I will make a note of reminding listeners of that again uh, later on in the week. And thanks to Dave. It isn't an easy story to uh, share, but I think he shared it very well. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Everyone has that one goal, that thing they want to prove. Not to other people, but to themselves. Then right when you think you could actually do it, cancer. And that goal is still within reach. I would know. I'm about to run my first ever marathon with my two best friends. Three years after having cancer. At least we look good in these shorts. Woo! Let's get it, guys. You, keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans to learn more.